Hey. How you doing? So how we doing? How you doing? I'm how good. I'm doing? waiting for you to be okay. I'll start. <laughs> Welcome y'all to the Runners Club Podcast. This is uh another another episode. I believe this is episode 63. Um oh. we're so happy that you're here joining us today. Remember to follow, like, subscribe, send us your comments. No, I was just looking for a call and response. That's all. <laughs> That's all. I'm your co-host, Ian. Ian yeah. And I'm, I'm Courtney Phillips. There we go. We're here. We're together. It's the morning time. It's early as fuck. It's actually the sun. It's coming up earlier here yep. where I am. Everywhere. In this land. In the northern Boston. hemisphere. I don't even care. Fuck okay. everything <laughs> and everywhere else. Here. Where I'm at, sun the sun is rising early. so much earlier. And I'm excited. I have lived in seemingly perpetual darkness for months now. Yeah. And like I was taking Julius to the Metro train mm-hmm. today. Uh, he has to catch like uh, like a six fifteen, six twenty train, and usually it's like pitch black. You know, it's like dumb dark. Okay. Yep. But today. The 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 uh the sky was like that little dark midnight blue, and you could see the sun creep over the houses just to the left of us and stuff like that. It was, I was like, spring, spring is coming. It's coming. Here, it feels good. Fuck that groundhog for six more weeks. You know. Yeah. The sun, the sun is the sun is giving otherwise. I feel like this Groundhog's Day apply to the West Coast because or like L.A. because I. It does, I don't think it applies. I feel like it's very like Midwest, East Coast. I, y'all, y'all have a milder winter, yes. So no, it's I'm not. Like, what do you mean? Six more weeks of what? Information. High sixties. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Please, please go watch the YouTube. Pull up the YouTube video if you want to see me repeatedly roll my eyes at Courtney's great weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How are you feeling? I feel good. I mean, we have a we have guests today, and yeah. I'm excited to talk to them. Um, I think we do a really good job. I think of like bringing like I was thinking uh-huh. while I was going to bed last night about our approach to podcasting and running, and I really think we do a good job of mixing it up because I mean we had the fundamentals with Coach Robin. We talked to uh, run club leaders from across the United States. We just right. talk shit. <laughs> I mean, That's- it's just it's just like you know, because we the way we do it, I I I'm entertained. Like when I'm editing our stuff, I was looking at our, like our video the other day, just trying to get a little 15 minute clip for our Instagram, and I'm like, I just kept watching for like an hour, <laughs> and I had already found the clip. <laughs> so That's I'm like, if I like it, obviously, I mean, I do things because I like it, but mm-hmm. I love being reaffirmed on things that I'm doing and feel our quality. So That's fire. Um, That's fire. I, I, I'm just happy to be here. And I don't know about you, but um, I, I'm like, maybe we should just like let our guests in. Yeah, let's pop right in. You know, we'll talk to y'all afterwards. You know, we'll yeah, you know what know it what is. Got going on. All right. We'll be right back. Let's go. Yo, let's take a pause for a minute. 
It's Ian Gonzalez, and if you don't already know, I am the owner of Last Slap Corner Store. We are a running specialty store located in Boxville on the south side of Chicago. We carry some of your favorite running brands such as Nike, Brooks, and Saucony with the ability to special order your desired style, size, and width. Couple that with some expert shoe fittings and inserts from Curex, and we got you. Plus, we want to power you through your long runs with products from Goo, Mortens, and Untap, along with some of our favorite recovery tools like the life-changing percussion gun and the CBD bombs. Plus, we're going to keep you looking right while you're out there with Pioneers and Bandit on the body. You feel me? And then if you need a little extra recovery, go ahead, slide over to www.lastlapcornerstore.co and book you a session in our recovery boots. Last Lap Corner Store has everything you need to enjoy your miles because we run with you. Awesome. Boom. We back. We have our lovely guests, Raymond and Breck. Run too hard. Chicago is in the building. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I know. Listen, listen, just stand wherever you are, in your car, on your couch. On your run. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Round of applause. <laughs> on a plane, would... airplane mode. Yes. All right. Yeah, if you want a plane, stand up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the runners everywhere. How y'all feeling this morning? Good, man. Feel good. Feel Happy good. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's over 30 degrees in February in Chicago. Can't complain, man. I love it. I love it. Do we get any miles this morning? I'm actually getting miles after this. Love that. Look at there, there he is. No miles for me this morning. Uh, hit up some strength training, six thirty with my lady, uh, but that's about it. Yeah, um, oh, and yeah. I, yeah, thank you for joining us. I also want to make sure that there's clarity behind uh, between your voices. So, first of all, Breck, tell me, tell me. I guess like, can you say hey real quick? <laughs> Just want to make sure that people can see the difference between your voice. Hey. What's up? Okay. And then- what's up? What's up? What's up? This is Breck. Yes. And then Raymond. We have Raymond here too. What up? This is Ray. All right. Yeah. Just want to make sure people know that you're two different people. So I love that. Well, y'all can go and pull up YouTube and, yeah. and see these gentlemen live and in effect. Exactly. Um, I love it, man. Like, um, I... So with me personally being here in Chicago, I've had, I've had the opportunity to see you all uh, uh, as currently the two leaders of Run Too Hard. See you, you really came into my line of sight in this last previous summer. Um, I guess we just want to start off with just letting everybody know about Run Too Hard. What is it? Where did it get started? What's the mission? Where is it going? Like, get, like. Give us the elevator pitch for Run Too Hard. Like, what is that for y'all? Raymond, you got it? Sure. Uh, so <laughs> we um, we started running back in 2019. And it was just something to do, you know, just to hang out with friends. Uh, we were meeting in the evenings at the time. So Tuesday evenings at 6.30 uh, at our friend's restaurant, 11.11 in West Loop. Um, we shout did- out, shout out. Shout out to Ahmed and uh, 11.11. But yeah, just something we did once a week. We all wanted to start running. Um, I wouldn't say any of us were runners at that point. Um, 
but mostly we just get three miles in, have a couple glasses of wine after, and then uh, I love go it. about our day. <laughs> I love it. So we were doing that for about a year. Then obviously the pandemic hit. Um, so from there, you know, we kind of stopped for about six months. And then um, when it was fine to go back outside, you know, Breck and I, um, at that point, our actual founder, Colton and Aubrey, uh, shout out to them as well. They moved back to Portland. Yes. Um, so then Breck and I were just talking one day. We were like, hey, should we get this started again? And, uh, you know, Breck, being a morning person, you know, he he suggested we we do it at 6.30 in the mornings um, at a Humboldt Park, which, you know, we both live in the area. So that was perfect. I don't know if I tip, if I agreed with the 6.30 in the morning, but now I love it. <laughs> I learned to love it. Okay. Um, and then from there, you know, just staying consistent and uh, definitely grew. Um, the incubator opened our eyes to a lot of the running community and honestly helped us get a really good jump start um, once we started running again. And that was it. That's the Nike. Did you say that's a Nike incubator? Yeah, the Nike incubator that we were all part of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's where I was able to put a, a face to like the name so much. Mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. remember if that's if that's exactly where I discovered Run Too Hard or if I had heard uh, of it prior to. But the Nike beta, the Nike incubator program, where I got to meet you all, uh, uh, Stanny family style. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Tortugas. No, Tortugas, I already know Davey. Like, that yeah. was... Yeah. Everybody knows Westtown, Westtown, Rainbow. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Rainbow. Rainbow. And then, uh, Coffee Run Club. What is it? Westtown. Westtown Brew Crew. Westtown. Westtown. Every time I think of them, I just... Yeah, and uh, South Loop Runners. Yeah, yeah. Westtown so, Brew Crew sounds like a bro yeah. club. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, they they just meet at coffee shops. <laughs> oh, like it's coffee brew. Yeah, coffee brew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, they and they just rotate around. It's like super mm-hmm. cool. I want to get up with them yeah, one run, but it was it was awesome to meet y'all through the incubator program. And I feel like the incubator program was opportunity to just to, for me being somebody who's been a run club leader for a while, just to see you all and your commitment to the space which was really awesome. And then I also had the opportunity of Breck learning that you were an athlete prior to running, Um, but it it was basketball and not so much running. And you switched to running because basketball has like, you know, age limitations on it. I mean, mean, look, look, and I still, I still got a little jumper in there. I want to, I want to, I want to make that clear. I still get up and down a little bit. Shout out to Swish House uh, basketball fitness it. brand here in Chicago. But but yeah, it it definitely is different when you know Coopers grow up. We're doing sprints, sixteen suicides, and that's about it. Like short intervals. Mm-hmm. Definitely not going out here and running miles. And so it took a while for me to kind of make that transition. Um, but I think living in LA and living near the water kind of helped that. Like Raymond said, mm-hmm. I've always been that crazy person that's up at 5, 5.30 every morning uh, for for years now. Um, wow. And I just kind of fell in love with being up before the sun, being out there along the beach. Um, and then when I moved to Chicago, moved back to Chicago and I was back in High Park, um, I was right over there on 47th Street, popping over to the lakefront. 
especially in the morning, it's not that many people over there. So okay. it was, it was amazing. And it just became a huge part of the routine. And then like, as Raymond said, 2019, that's, that's where we met at 11, 11. And it was just oh, one of dope. those things where it was a combination of just genuinely good people that were at 11, 11, having a good time, having a few drinks, but also were health conscious, liked working out. Um, and then Colton and Aubrey kicked it off. Yeah, so that was mm-hmm. on, that was kind of my next question uh, to Raymond a little bit more was like, I to hear that you guys met in 2019 through running is really interesting because I feel like the way y'all vibe are, I would have thought y'all was like college <laughs> buddies and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like um, I was going to ask you, Raymond, like, it, do you have a similar path into running? Were you playing? Did you have another main sport that you played and then you kind of slowly got into running as maybe that organized, you wasn't able to participate in that organized sport as much or or whatever kind yeah. of catalyst that brought you into no, running. No, for sure. Um, Raymond does Raymond does everything. Let me yeah. just start with that and then go ahead. Okay. I play every sport and I was a three-sport athlete <laughs> in high school. What um, was the three sports? Uh, football, basketball, tennis. Tennis. Damn, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I still play tennis. Um Definitely more like golf and running now. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. the leisure sports in my old age. Um, but yeah, you know, growing up as, you know, a, an athlete, you know, especially in team sports, um, running is kind of considered like a uh, a, a punishment right. you know, at the end of the time. So I've always had this hate relationship with running mm-hmm. until I started doing it with friends. Yeah. Um, also, you know, 19 is when I started running, but then, you know, during the pandemic, um, long story short, I got hit by a car and, uh, I had to get through this injury and running is literally the only thing I could do, uh, to rehab my knee. So honestly, I think that's that's when, yeah, that running was what you could do. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I I can't instill to this day, lateral. lateral movement's a little tough. Um, on my left mm. knee, I, I tore my meniscus and then I have like all these like uh, IT band problems. Um, mm. But yeah, running is like the one thing that I can do that doesn't really bother my knee. Like I won't wake up the next day and, you know, be crippled. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I got back into running when I was rehabbing, but started running in 19, just like I think most of the people uh, in our original group. Smooth, smooth. And and like like and so okay, so that's kind of like why I wanted to bring up the fact that y'all were post that y'all was athletes pre-run club, right? Because um, like you said, running being kind of presented as a punishment yeah. for athletes, just how I would like from both from both of you all uh to answer, how were you able to make that flip? Was it an easy flip? Like did you kind of like was at a point where it was like oh, like I got to get up and like get this run this is my thing now like I want to do it was it like really easy to make that flip to becoming a a kind of like quintessential runner yeah I, I mean sugar first I guess yeah, back in the early days back in the early days like I before run too hard I think the longest I ever run was probably one or two miles and then mm-hmm. we started running about, you know, three to four miles every Tuesday evening. And honestly, what made it easier was that I was just with a bunch of friends or like-minded people. Um, 
And then it was baby steps from that. Like, I think I started running initially in like basketball shoes. Like it was crazy. I was running <laughs> like, basketball shoes. Like, and everyone was like, everyone was like, yeah, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. But we're, I run these on the court. Um, and then, yeah, just from there, we got like the right shoes, you know, found like the right people and then stay right. consistent. So that was it for me. About you, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like going back to when I was when I was living in LA, it definitely helped that I lived by the water. Um, and it 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 was one of those things where I was living in Long Beach, had to drive to Santa Monica every day. And so Courtney, you know about that LA traffic now. Yeah, Long Long <laughs> Beach is far away. I don't know. That's it, it was not, Santa it was Monica, not, it was, that's wild. It was not close. So I'd get up super <laughs> early, drive up there to beat some of the traffic. Um, and I'd go over by the pier and, you know, go up and down. Um, mm-hmm. And it just became something I fell in love with. It just became something that was a routine. Um, I also think it, it was it was it was something to compete with myself with. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like a basketball practice where you're you're with the team. It was the first time, I think, probably in my life that I was doing some sort of exercise that was just with me and myself. Um, and I started to enjoy that. Um, I trained to do the LA half in like 2015, um, but ended up getting hurt like a week before sprained my Achilles, couldn't do it. And then shortly after that, I moved back to Chicago and I said, all right, I'm, I gotta, I gotta check this off the list at least once. Um, and then ended up doing the Chicago spring 2016, uh, and ended up doing pretty good time that I, that I'm still, I'm, I'm going to beat it soon. I'll put this out there. I'll beat it. I'll beat it soon. Um, but it was, it was just something that in LA, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you're doing it to look good. You know, it's the whole thing out there, but then here it's like, it's just who I am. Um, mm-hmm. just working out, stand some sort of health, health conscious. Um, and now it just, it's so much easier doing it as a group. Like I've always enjoyed bringing people together. Um, I think that's something that I'm naturally good at. Um, and we're, it's, it's so much more special when you're getting a sweat in with the person next to you too. And I mean, I guess that's, that to me makes me wonder then, okay, can you tell us the story of how Run Too Hard really started? Um, and like, what is the the mission of, of Run Too Hard and like the the type of runner that you are looking to attract? I guess we'll start I mean, with Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I can go. I mean, it's because it's it's because it's got the two parts. I mean, Colton Aubrey kicked it off in 2019. We were meeting in the meetings and the in the evenings, and we had a, a nice thing going. And then, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic shut that down. Uh, they moved back to Portland, and I so wish. The, I could so remember. these two, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, so yeah, yeah. you said who who are the founders? What's Colton and Aubrey. Colton and Aubrey are originally from Portland. I believe, I believe from Oregon. Or, believe well, so. Oregon. It was Pacific Northwest. General. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And so y'all, and it, was it just like you four meeting up? No, it was, like, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was two to three people, you know, that classic. Okay. We have a couple people. Some days we yeah. have six. And I kept saying, I can't wait for the day for there to be 30, 40 people running yeah. down Lake Street. I, I swear mm-hmm. to you, I was saying that. It yeah. just, it just never, it just never took off like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it shut down for the pen in the pandemic. And I really wish I could remember the day 
where Raymond and I were talking and we said, like, should we bring this back? Like, should we should we get it going again? Yeah. And we hit Colton up and said, hey, man, like, we'd love to to keep Run Too Hard going, like, for you guys and see if we can build this thing and, you know, and have it grow. And he's like, all right, here's the Instagram login. Here's the <laughs> password. Yeah. Yours. Have that's literally, it. that's literally, that's literally how it happened. And okay. selfishly, you know, me being a morning person, I felt like it was something special about getting miles in first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like I, I, I've always been a fan of doing it first thing in the morning. I think just because that's the only thing you can control in the day is whatever yeah. you do first thing. Um, like for me, being in advertising sales, you got to entertain, you got dinners, client stuff, meetings. You never really know how crazy your day can get. And I'm sure we've all had those days that have been crazy when you got out, got up in the morning and planned to go to the gym at night and you end up just going home because something happened during the day. Um, 2000, percent It's that's real. So it, it became like, let's do it in the morning. And then at that time, people were only leaving the house to go get coffee and going back home. And it was perfect timing because Atmos Coffee Shop down on North and Western, shout out Atmos, shout out Antoine. Uh, my fiance and I were going there every day. Just as like, right. this is how we're getting out of the house. We're going to walk a little bit. Honestly, just trying to stay sane with everything that was going on. And we created a really good relationship with them. And and we asked Antoine, hey, man, like, we're going to get this run group going again. Would you be cool if we start and end our run here and mm-hmm. essentially call this place our home? Um, and it, it was an amazing opportunity to not only give back to black owned business, um, but then at the same time, I think like the one, one of the biggest things that sets our group apart from others is that we have this home, this, this business, this, this coffee shop that is also a huge contributor to having other people join us on runs. Yeah. Um, okay. So that I mean, so you're doing 6 30 a.m. on Tuesdays? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. So Raymond and you were like, uh, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I'll work my way into it. Like, what how did you like what was the, the conversation really? And like uh yeah, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't know. I'm a yes guy, so I just said yeah, and then learned to love it. Uh honestly, Tuesdays now are my favorite days, my most productive days for sure. And um Right after run too hard on, on Tuesdays, I, I go and lift. So it's it's kind of perfect for this start my Tuesdays. And then, you know, um, we started adding other days to it, uh, thankfully in the evenings. So now we have like a Thursday <laughs> night run, yeah. um, which has been getting a lot of traction and a lot of people are really liking it. It's a, it's a track style workout. Um, so obviously the next major Chicago run is, is Shamrock. So everything we're doing is programming for Shamrock. Uh, but I think we're going to keep that going, um, hopefully throughout the year, um, possibly another day in the evening, uh, but also including like our, our strength training workouts. Um, but that's most likely like once or twice a month. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. I love that. Listen, bring bring back the evening run at eleven eleven so I can come get a drink. Yeah. Like hey, hey, we, I, we talked about it. Yeah. I honestly think like a throwback day, a throwback yeah. night would be would be something we should do. Um like it, it was an amazing route, like going through River North and then cutting up State Street and then coming back down the river walk. It's it's yeah. something about coming back down the river walk, especially in the summer at 6 30 at night. 
You're not even focused on the run. You're just weaving in and out of people that are yeah. out there oh. trying to have a drink. Um, so it was a really good route. I love that. To run and weave through people. Yeah. I have I have I have some fond memories with y'all at eleven eleven. <laughs> y'all y'all Christmas party was was beautiful. It was awesome. It was party, nice. we need you. We need you. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I know I need to come back to Chicago or just the Midwest in general during I think this this winter this holiday season. So I'm you yes. know what I mean you may see yeah. me around. Um, well, so I love the fact that you have added. Okay, so you have your morning Tuesday run. I mean, I mean that sets the week right. You're you're really. I mean that's one of those things where. Like once you do it and it's not so much a choice, it's, you're not really, you're not thinking about it too hard and you're just doing yeah. it. Um, so I love that. Yeah. And then your evening runs, but can you talk about the mileage and the type of runner who actually is in your crew? Because it's, it's, you know, every crew attracts a different vibe. Yeah, right. So can you speak right. yeah. to the actual runners that are running with you? And yeah, the, I, and also the distances that you're running, how, what you're pushing yep. or, So I think we're, we're really good at having all paces and all different kinds of runners. Um, On our Tuesday community runs, we run almost exactly a 5k. So 3.1 miles. And then we have two stops along the way for everybody to gather up. And then, you know, we kind of catch up with the other runners that you haven't seen or, you know, talk to the new runners that have joined us. Yeah. Um, But like each leg is almost a mile. So we almost stop after every mile for like two minutes. Um, and then we, we, we get back along the route, uh, on Thursdays, because those are more like speed workouts, the the work is anywhere from like two to four miles. And what we've been doing because we are, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy in our paces is everything has been timed. So we'll do timed work for like three, four or five minutes, whatever it may be that that day. Um, so every, everybody starts and finishes at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, so is it just, it's just those two days or did you say you had another day? Uh, so the other days that we've been doing have been uh, strength workouts work. that we've partnered. Yeah. We partnered with gyms. Yeah. So it's whatever okay. they have programmed for us that day. Um, current partnerships with uh, pro trained um, Pilsen. Um, <laughs> we have uh rise nation in river North. And then we got one coming up with base camp in West loop. Okay. That's fine. We love, I love, strength. I love the rotation and the diversity. Like, yeah, and they're all very up. different workouts. So it's, it's a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's set up. We, we, we're trying to set it up for people to have options. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of these gyms, you know, they're offering this the first time is, is like a free opportunity for them, for people to come check it out. Um, but then it's just for us to introduce something new to our crew, whether that's, you know, going to Rise Nation, a lot of people the first time on the Versa Climber, that thing is no joke. Um, yeah, do it. At, I've then, done it at Train Moment. Train Moment. Yeah, yeah they train, kill you with and that. Tra- yeah, and then Train Moment is like family with us too. So like, yeah. it's it's nice to just present these different these different strength training opportunities for people. Um, and then from there, it's set up like, hey, we'll we'll probably have like one day a month, this is the dedicated day we're going to be here, and it's up to them. Uh, but it's nice to just know that we've gotten a lot of feedback that of people that have been running for a long time, or people that maybe have only done strength training, that it really makes sense for us to lean into both and have it set up so it complements one another. Yeah, it, it really does. I've been listening to, uh, I've discovered Andrew Humerman's podcast, which is like... Okay. 
three, like every each episode is like based like three hours of just complete nerdness, right? And right <laughs> now he's doing this like guest <laughs> series about training and endurance and fat loss and these all of these different fillers and stuff like that. And I've just been nerding out. And like you said, like there is not only have we been speaking about it on our podcast, but like more knowledgeable people who study these things and yeah. do a <clears throat> scientific context says like it's it's super it's super beneficial to have some kind of steady state cardio, you yeah. know, and right. coupled with strength training to live a longer, healthier life. Like, you don't necessarily have to right. be like us or we trying to do the half marathons, the full marathons. Like, I'm trying to do an ultra in March and stuff. Like, you're going to do all of that. Just, just bait, like, three Maintain miles. that skeletal muscle mass and your right. bone density. Yeah. Just, just all of that. <laughs> Basically. So, right, right. So, I love the fact that y'all found a way to offer both of those things to your runners. Because, I mean, with Seven on Sundays... I mean, we've been around for a while. We still haven't really been able to make yeah. that uh, uh, a constant. <laughs> hey, Beyonce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a full thing that we always have right throughout the year. I was really curious to hear the setup of the run club and what kind of runners that you do bring in because learning that you, both of you all, are athletes. Like, I feel like there would be a competitive feel to the run club, especially first of yeah. all, even with my initial um, introduction to the run club, run the name run too hard. And then when y'all came with the visuals, you know what I'm saying? Like that was like, it wasn't yeah. even just pictures. Like, yeah, my man's on the building across the street, catching y'all. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out. Shout out Andreas. He, he, he was, he provided a nice little vision for that. It went really well. Right. So it's, like, I, I, it's I, go ahead. It's it's a wide range. Like I think yeah. for one, picking a distance of five k is is the perfect distance where it's not going to scare you, and it's it it sets itself up to be extremely welcoming to anyone. Yeah. Um, and then also incorporating the two stops also makes it a little more welcoming to maybe someone that hasn't ran in a while. Maybe they're just starting to get into it because you, because we all know if, if anyone reaches out and asks about your run club, it's always how fast do people run? What's their mile time? Like, I don't right. know if I can keep up and there's yeah. all, and, and immediately depending on what people say, they're never, you're never going to see them. Yeah. Right. But because, right. because we have such a wide range, like we, we've got, we've got some speed for sure. Um, but then, you know, we've got people just getting into it and are using the community as motivation to, and then you start to see a lot of consistency, which has been good. Um, so I think that wide range has been extremely welcoming, um, and has helped us get a lot of different types of runners. And then it's cool that at each stop, we wait for everybody. Like, it's yeah. not like you get there first, you chill for a second and then you're gone. Like mm-hmm. you wait there, you're cheering everybody on, hanging out for a second. You know, it's 2023. We got to get the content and then we keep going. Yeah. And I mean, the reason why we asked too is because this podcast, in my opinion, really helps other run clubs kind of reflect on what they're doing, their process, or even inspire other people to start run clubs. And the, the biggest theme across, across all conversations is like, if you are 
considering, you know, being open and welcoming to newer runners, you have to make it like digestible and for sure in a community setting and everyone does it differently. It's like, you know, Tortugas does a two mile run, but like the fact that you guys break up the three, the, the 5k into miles, then it's like, okay, I can do that. And then, and then I know, you know, for, for me with gumbo fit, it's like, okay, well, everyone loves a track because it's in one location. You can't get lost. If you can't do the whole workout, that's okay. Take a break. Um, and then obviously to, you know, to what you guys are saying uh, as well as like, you know, strength is always something where if you can provide like free strength class, I mean, we're already doing like, you know, free, uh, fitness anyways, which is like, that's revolutionary and that that's life-changing. Um, but it's like those layers of additional, um, fitness to like be holistic is the thing that I right. think like everyone is really catching on to and like your community will stick with you because then they're, right. they're becoming better people with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can, compl- I completely agree. You know, it's funny. And I was just thinking about it when we first started, we didn't, we did not stop because it was also only like four, like three or four people. Yeah. And it was just the straight 5k and that was it. Um, but and then you talked about like how people get lost when you're you have like a certain route. Um, mm-hmm. Humble Park, I think, is one of the most slept on parks and yes. areas like mm-hmm. in Chicago. And like the park itself is absolutely amazing. Like that first stop that we have on this hill is not the biggest hill, but it's high enough where on the perfect morning you look yeah. back and you can see the entire skyline. It's one of the biggest um, hills so in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> yeah you, you're probably right you're probably right but it's but it's funny though because until we got to the incubator program and learning a, like just learning the little things about having pacers and having and having other people kind of spread out that have done it a number of times really helped us because there were definitely days where before we would stop we would turn around and say like oh where's this person where's this person and yeah. they would get lost yeah. Wow. Um, so that that definitely helped us create um, some more structure, and then we just leaned into the stops because not only can people that maybe are more experienced kind of mentally prepare for, like, all right, this first leg I'm going to go all out. Yeah. The second one maybe I'm going to take it easy, and then I'm going to finish strong. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to approach it, which I think is a pretty cool and unique uh, setup. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm happy to hear that you were able to take tangible practices back from the incubator. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to partner with you all, partner with Family Style. Um, uh, but the more I I speak to you, uh, Breck, and then uh Davey at Tortugas and stuff like that, yeah. I'm really seeing because even going into that, like I was a little, what's the word? Um apprehensive you know it's like Mm -hmm. is this not apprehensive in a sense like is this something that's actually going to truly work and truly be beneficial Mm -hmm. and i guess it was more so uh an internal thing like do i really Mm -hmm. have something valuable to offer even though i've been running seven on sundays i was a captain with gumbo fit for a little while like i've been in these spaces where uh growing run clubs from the ground up for a while now Mm -hmm. but like not what the incubator provided for me was the opportunity to kind of reflect on those experiences and then to turn around and share them. 
And I feel yeah. like if if you were able to take something tangible away from it and make your club uh, operate in a more efficient way or to your standard and stuff like that, right. then that means that means also like I get to feel a little bit more firm. Like, oh, these things that we did, these mistakes that we made, these things that we learned from actually have created a, a solid process. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other lessons that you might have gathered from the incubator that you wouldn't mind sharing here for somebody who's thinking about starting a run club or has one and just wants to take it to the next level? I mean, I would, I would say before the program, because, you know, we have, we have the Tuesday morning run at that time. I think yeah. by the time we got to the incubator, that was it. It was Tuesday morning. We weren't thinking about anything else. We didn't start incorporating the strength training. We didn't have the help with Nike getting the track set up. And so I was posting, or we were posting on Instagram, the same picture every Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. And with the same copy, like 6.30 a.m., all paces, 5K, meet at Atmos Coffee. And that was it. And I wouldn't even come back to the Instagram for like a week. And and because it, it was just like that was that was all it was. But like yeah. the incubator program helped us first just realize that we were on to something special. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed to start to figure out what our identity was um, and start to lean into the people that were a part of the community at the time um, and just create some sort of brand identity that we weren't even thinking about before. I think that was probably like the biggest thing that I took from that. Yeah. Um, Oh, go ahead, Raymond. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it was a huge catalyst for us because yeah. I think from there, you know, we started running with other clubs and just the amount of support that we got from, right. you know, Tortugas, Seven on Sundays, literally every other club um, was kind of just, I think it was like a, almost a marker for Breck and I to like, okay, you know, we, we got to, we got to take this a little bit more seriously while we don't take ourselves too seriously. Right. Um, but a lot of it was also just getting out with other run crews and just engaging with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the engagement, not only on social media, but, you know, on their community runs, uh, I think that just helped us grow like tenfold. And, you know, we met some of our, you know, most dedicated runners as well as good friends from that. So I, more than just the lessons we learned, like the relationships that we, that we festered at, at those incubators were, you know, exponential for us yeah and i'd also say like it's 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 also just trying to highlight that we just happen to have some of the most genuinely just good people like especially going back to like our og crew that have been running with us for a minute now like we i think it was after one year at atmos we did like we got we grabbed tacos from down the street and we met at atmos in the evening and I remember we went around and just talked about like what everyone loved about the group, and, like why they run. And some of those answers were absolutely amazing that we were hearing from people. And it just, we left that just thinking like, man, like we were just absolutely blessed with just genuinely good people. And mm-hmm. so then after that, you start to see new people coming to, to run with us and everyone is so welcoming. It's not forced. That's, it's super authentic. And people are hitting us up after their first run, like, oh man, that was so great. I can't wait to come again. Like that's that is that's everything. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You 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 keep talking about the people, the special yeah. people, the people you've leaned on. Um, I I have learned to continue to learn that you know, running a run club is so much 
it's a lot easier when you have a solid team behind yeah. you helping to make the the runs safer, better, and just even the program. Are there have have are you two completely like running the entire run club, the programs, the processes, the the pace and everything? Or do you have some runners that kind of have stepped up into leadership roles to help facilitate the run club a little bit? That's honestly just a conversation we had last week. Um. <laughs> it's like it's only it can only be y'all for so long. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I been it's- us two um for the last two years now. Yeah. Uh so it's definitely, you know, we both have full-time jobs, mm-hmm. you know, we both right. have lives outside of the run club. So um, you know, it, it's it's a brainstorm that has happened, uh, that'll mm-hmm. definitely, you know, happen soon. Cause it's cause it's like you want to do it right. And you want mm-hmm. to do it well. Mm-hmm. I think like because we've gotten so much support, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh now, no pressure. Like you gotta, you gotta keep it going. But like maintain the, the quality. Every single Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, every time that we all meet up, like everyone is so amped to get in some work with each other that it's like, oh man, like we've come a long way from posting once a week where yeah. we're having meetings, we're continuing to talk about ways to continue to improve the group. Like trying to figure out this merch thing, Beanie's coming <laughs> soon. Um, it. But it's but it's but it's definitely gonna require like, yeah, tapping into the amazing people that we have, as I'm sure that a number of them will absolutely love to jump in and take on more of a, a role. Yeah, and, okay, and that's yeah. I think that's like the next phase for. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the next phase for most run clubs. It's like you can only be an individual or a team of two. Um, I mean, for some people it works like for years and years and years yeah. and years, but then it's like you grow as an individual. Some people yeah. like we've seen like with three run two, like Nico, like he has a whole baby, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, like that yeah. is, that changes your dynamic and your relationship to your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And like, you start to restructure what's like at the top of the list. And so, um, and a run club is so much work. And I, yeah. and I say that every time because when we talk to run club leaders, because I just want people to understand that like, this is not just for like, it's for fun, but it's like, when you're the leader, it's not, it, that's, that's like, it, that's just a part of the whole. Um, right. And um, so, yeah, it, it's always interesting to me to see how people restructure, um, grow, and then like determine what their goals are. Because like we talked to a run club in Detroit, um, we run three one three and like they ha- they're like creating a whole nonprofit they're going to start applying to grants like they're making it like their full-time jobs like it's like a Love whole it. thing and so like yeah. there's so many different models that you can do and it's like for me i had captains that turned to directors and i had a whole incubator uh myself where i brought mm-hmm. in new captains and was like this is the culture of gumbo fit this is what we do this is how we do it and then it's like, also, you don't have to stay here. You can also start your own thing. I'm trying to just like grow yeah. the running culture generally. And then yeah. of course, people are going to, some people stick, some people don't, but that's just the nature of it. So, um, and then there's also brand partnerships. So I'm curious, are y'all like Nike sponsored or are you, uh, you know, is that in the world? Like, I mean, obviously you don't have to tell us anything that you can't say, but I mean, I see the, the checks on the, ch- on the chest. Yeah. So I just, you know, and also the incubator uh, insinuates affiliation, but like, um, 
are they supporting you? Like, you know, and then how are you making the most out of that relationship? Yeah, through the incubator, I think, um, you know, connections were made. And then uh, soon after we did get a partnership with Nike. Um, It's something that we're still learning how to process, to be honest. Uh, I think for the most part, they're definitely providing support with, you know, getting us bibs for races. Um, as more of our crew is taking running a little bit more seriously and starting to run races. Um, and then I think it kind of just helps us with, I don't want to say marketing, but just growing our community. We just did a, a run to, or I'm sorry, uh, a run too hard winter warrior challenge where run to run too cold, run too cold, <laughs> where <laughs> over the last like two months since December, um, we like kind of took attendance and for anybody that went over five days in the last two months on our Tuesday community runs, we raffled off five pairs of Nike shoes. Um, so that's how we've been using that partnership right now. Um, but yeah, I get uh, that's still a learning process for us. And hopefully you know, we can grow that piece of, uh, of the run club. My biggest suggestion is to communicate with other crews. Um, and this is, and I'm, and I'm saying that like, just because if you're at a place where you're like, how do I make the most out of this relationship? It's like, Mm -hmm. I I'm open. Obviously there's only, we, there's things that we can share. There's things we can't share, but it's like, you can learn from each other. And I think that communication amongst our crews, because we are doing that work, we are the ones on the ground. Like we should be able to maximize those opportunities. Definitely. percent. Listen, I I tweeted the other day that like through Karen and her job, like I discovered Voxer, which is the new next tail chirp. And oh. I, <laughs> I, I, like I, it. I want I want so bad to just get all of the leaders just on this app so we could just like chirp each other just whenever I'm in. something yeah, comes up or comes to mind. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Uh, because I, I think that I think it is an opportunity, and I think uh, I, somebody responded. I think it might have been Chris to respond. It was like, "Yeah, we can start this run club union." Because mm-hmm. I think I think there is something like to it. I think like even what you're saying, like I like with seven on Sundays, right? The first the first year our budget from Nike, we really we really opened that budget up to growing the greater running community as much as possible through events, races. And just not even just the seven on Sundays uh, membership or whatnot, but right. just the feel of the run community. And then this year we got our budget and our focus kind of shifted a little bit more to kind of to kind of like internal internally, because there have been a lot of runners who in that first year really s- stepped up, helped us make things possible through planning. And once again, this Run, a run club is not a, a source of income. It's not a yeah, you know, right. revenue generator and stuff <laughs> like that. So even though we have given people pairs of shoes, we have given people stuff, we really want to show our, our um, appreciation to those runners. So like the Speed Project is an opportunity to take uh, some of our runners outside of Chicago and do uh, an experience that's usually not even accessible to not even just black and brown runners, but to majority run clubs. So it's because it's so exclusive of an experience and to have Mm -hmm. them lean in 
uh, sharing that moment, sharing that experience, that it's 10 year anniversary and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's different ways you can work um, the relationship with these brands, but I think also like Courtney's saying, us talking and collaborating and we all learn different lessons. We all learn yeah. right. what works. How, how do we get that yes? How do we switch our pitch up a little bit um, to make it more palatable for these brands to be like, yeah, this is something I could support and stuff like that. Cause we all pitching things. Some of us are getting yes, some of us getting no's, but if we can come back and talk about our processes a little bit, it will create a higher success rate for all of us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Listen, man, we got yeah, let's stick together. Like that's what this yeah. is that's yeah, that's what this is about. You know what I mean? Can I ask and you I guys think... a question? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, you go. I, I just want to know, uh, because that's something that Breck and I have been talking about actually with our own crew. Like, what's I guess how do you communicate with everyone in your group? Um you know, right now we just have like an open <laughs> chat and it's just literally like, you know, you got to scroll. Now we down. got a link tree. We got a link tree now. We're coming. We're coming along. Link yeah, tree but that's not communication with everybody. As, but, uh, yeah. 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 The link in bio is always something. Um, I know for me, now that I am, a, I've like, am able to hire a social media uh, manager, it's like changed my life. <laughs> so yes. like... Um, and that has been amazing. Emily is like putting in a lot of work communicating specifically on so social media because it's like you got to catch people on the platform that they're using every day anyways, right? Yeah. Like whether that's in-feed posts, stories, reels, highlights, link in bio, like hitting all of the points. And then we also have a WhatsApp group. Um, and that's pretty, pretty ideal. And then like, um, yeah. And that what is what's working for us right now. And then, you know, I've I've I have played with a newsletter. The newsletter is more work. And so then yeah, that 100%. is like the thing is like who's gonna do newsletter? And so if I can come up, I would love to get to a place where I have a structure that it's kind of easy to fill in and, and it's more fun. If I can also get somebody on my team that is passionate about it and, and like takes that on, yeah. that would be even better. Um, but uh, I think newsletters are really, really useful. I'm currently um running with a run club out here, um, run, uh, girl gang crazy. And they, uh, they have a, a weekly newsletter and we're training for the LA marathon right now. And it's like, uh -huh. love it. Like the way they yeah. do it, the way they structure, I'm like, I, I want to get to that place, but like, that's just not me yet. But so far that's what, you know, WhatsApp and using okay. Instagram to the most is, is what works for me. Cool. Yeah. 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 Same. Honestly, very similar formula. Like, uh, I mean, we all know the value of Instagram, but for, for seven on Sundays, the WhatsApp is so essential. Our WhatsApp is very, very active. And I mean, we have not just people from our run club, but people from other run clubs in that WhatsApp. And I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, talking shit, kind of joking. But a lot of times, <laughs> like our runners, it, it, listen, it's active. <laughs> sometimes to our detriment. but it's it's cool because a lot of our runners get together outside of seven on Sundays regular yeah. programming. That's yep. when they've been able to build like friendships and train together and do all of those things that even though there is kind of like community, community facilitated, it still comes back to the brand as like, oh, these opportunities are provided by seven on Sundays by having this 
this uh, townhouse or or yard kind of situation where everybody can kind of come together and talk. And it's awesome. Like they, we like, I think one of the links in the WhatsApp is like full of like articles and running podcasts and training podcasts or just books that people can go and look up and read and stuff like that. Cause some of us get mad nerdy. Some of us yeah. just want the information given to us, you know, but it's, it's like its own little ecosystem that has been super awesome. And what I've learned also is that everybody is not on Instagram. Right. Right. And so we've had to remember to take some of the information that we put on Instagram to put into the WhatsApps for those people who are not in social media. Usually sometimes it's some of our older runners, but, you know, being analog is getting trendy these days. So sometimes some of our younger runners, you know, it's like I am not on Instagram for like six months. Okay, so I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Making sure detox (laughs) they have access. Yeah, right. So making sure they have, still have access to the information. I do agree with Courtney. If y'all have the capacity for a newsletter, I think, first of all, compiling an email list is just valuable as mm-hmm. a brand. I think that's one of those things that um, even some of some of the people who work at different brands who also are a little bit older and don't just... 200% buy into followers on and, and interactions on social media, that email list is money in hand. Like it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, help me out, Quinn. I feel like this is like your job, like, <laughs> but like, I'm, this is a metric that has a lot of value to it yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And if you can figure that out, compiling those emails and then being able to work it through a newsletter is a value. I think those are the pillars. For oh. us, at least in the front club, social media, newsletter, mm-hmm. and a group chat kind of situation. I'll add to that as well. Um, <clears throat> if you want to get more grant, like more specific with your communication on WhatsApp, for instance, like if you started your Shamrock Shuffle training, you can make a Shamrock Shuffle like run too hard chat where like those specific communications go to that specific group, but then you still have the general yeah. group. Yes, I think that's yeah. really helpful. But then in addition to that, if you use Strava, that's another social media platform and you can Strava is fucking amazing because you can go on there. You can put your whole route. People can, and then like they meet up with you and then they can just press start and just follow the route that that you have created. Um, You get um, push notifications when they follow you as a club, because you can't do this on the NRC app. Otherwise I'd be talking about them. And as much as Nike wants us to use their app, I use it, but Strava is so much more advanced and it like makes more sense. Um, NRC is a training app and Strava is Strava's a different. It's a social media, right, right for athletes. Yeah. Start your club. If you don't have a club on Strava yet, get one, like start it and then make sure you, everyone's following it. Then you can, you can put updates on your runs. If, if that is a platform that you feel like people are engaging with and like to use, you can really make the most out of it. For instance, there is a run club out here, which you probably know about, um, Breck, uh, good vibes run club. Every, yeah. yeah, I get a push notification every time they upload, upload a new run for the week with the route. So I can check it out before I even go like, that's perfect. And then there's yeah, also a comment cool. section. You can interact. Obviously you can follow people. You can tag, like I could tag that run club in my workout upload, um, for that yeah. day. So I think there's a lot of options, but Strava, I think is a little slept on in some ways, but the ones who know, know, and if yeah. they can get their community on it, is perfect. 
That's that's yeah. really that's really good to hear. Like Raymond, I'm glad you asked that because we're yeah. yeah we're definitely dealing with that right now, trying to figure out the best way to make sure everyone has all the info. Yeah, because you know we're all busy. We all have lives. Like the way that we've been, like just piecemeal throwing everything out there. Like this is the Tuesday run. This is where we're at for this this strength workout. This is where we're at for the track nights. It's too much. Yeah. So I think I think I think this is good. We'll definitely give those a try for sure. Yeah. And obviously like, um, if you have a, t- I mean, I don't, uh, I haven't really checked your Instagram super a whole lot, but like, if you have a templates for each run and you can just switch out the information, sometimes that's really helpful if you want to make it easy on yourself. Um, cause people love a graphic, um, gotta work on that too. I, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, and like we use WhatsApp, but like I started WhatsApp before I knew what Slack was. So like, I, what I've what I've also learned is like a lot of people with you know nine to fives use apps like yes. Slack or yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah. Use use what works the best for you. Just having a, a central place for runners to congregate is what I feel like is the most important, like real time communication and stuff like that. So um, I guess to kind of get us starting to wrap up, I would love to know. Like what's coming down the pipeline? Are you guys training? Are you going to be putting together like training sessions? Like can can like what should runners know about what Run Too Hard has going on for like the running season in Chicago since it's starting to like is it's getting there. You know, we're in February, but once we hit March, it's like you're going through the summer, so into fall. So like what's what's the plan? Yeah, so we're gonna do all the major Bank of America races. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shamrock, the half and the full. Uh, Shamrock, we have close to 20 of our members um, running that now. So a lot of our programming at the moment is geared towards Shamrock. Uh, and then we'll obviously after that, we'll, we'll switch over to the half and then to the full. Otherwise, you know, we're still partnering with more gyms. Um, that's something that we'd like to keep doing once or twice a month. And then at the moment, we have the track until um, we have an indoor track through March. Um, but after that, we could obviously move that to an outdoor track, you know, if, if, if the weather's cooperating in Chicago. So, yeah. Brett, do you have anything else? No, I mean, I think those are the biggest things. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy to look at today versus exactly a year ago. So, one, we, we probably weren't even really asking for our crew's feedback and, and thoughts on, on really anything. It was just Tuesdays, this is what we're doing. And we didn't even run in the winter last year. Like we didn't, our yeah. first Tuesday run wasn't until I, I even want to say April. Yeah. Like we just, we just shut it down. It wasn't even like, what do you guys think? It's, it was just, Oh, it's, it's, it's too cold. It's cold. Let's just, <laughs> let's just stop. And then you realize um, everyone's honestly, like, so are we running? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, but this year, this year it's, it's been amazing to see, like the growth, how much more people are into it and mm-hmm. want to continue to ride that momentum and continue to get better together. So now, like, you know, we're going to be out there every single Tuesday this year. We've obviously had a few, a few extremely cold Tuesday mornings, but we've still been out there getting it in. Um, and that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like people want to run more. People want to be involved in these races. People are up for the challenge people have goals set um which was something that we really tapped into heading into this year um and we want 
we want to at least set the stage and create some sort of foundation for people to be able to meet those goals. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what Ramsey Hard brings to the table. I think you both are amazing leaders. Y'all bring like good, solid, fun, comfortable <laughs> energy to the run club. Like, I mean, like I, I, I like when I came to y'all Christmas party, like I barely knew you knew you both. Yeah. But like I felt like I was hanging out with like really, really, really good friends. And I think that's the that's the energy that Run Too Hard brings to the community. Just a place to just come into and feel welcomed no matter we're how definitely running know. back that uh that party by the way oh yeah 100 yes yeah second annual. it's but Love it's it. yeah second, when you, second when you annual able to get sure. activated it's a good party yeah. <laughs> we we it's think a, uh, that yeah that uh, that that was an amazing day but it was but it was clear that like after the incubator program everybody was leaning in the energy just across chicago was different and yeah. it was like, man, we should celebrate this. Like, yeah. you know, people were reaching out like, oh, are we running before? Are we doing something before? Like, no, like there's, <laughs> I said it, I said it that day, like we're not running today. Like we are drinking, we are yeah. having fun. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're celebrating every mile, every everything that you guys did in 22. And we're going to do it again this year. Like it, 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 we knew it was going to be a good time, but we didn't know it was going to be that good of a time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, let's normalize more run club events that don't need 100%. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. In. I'm let's all in that. for that. Let's do that. Well, I mean, Courtney, if you uh don't have anything else, I think this is a great place to kind of jump off. I mean, you all please share your um handles, your personal handles if you want, but definitely the club handle, let people know where they can follow you and get more information. Oh, this yeah. is dope. The club, is, uh, the club handle is <laughs> at run too hard, R-U-N-T-O-O-H-A-R-D. And then my handle is uh, at Raymond underscore PM. Nice. And then I'm at B underscore rec. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. That was cool. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll also add that into the show notes so people can find you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure. We love to see new, like more run clubs just coming to the forefront, being seen and celebrated. So this is this has been great. Yeah, this was super dope. I felt like I learned a lot too. So it was cool. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. This is this is this was amazing. First time being on a podcast. I almost wish I had like super deep radio voice or something. Oh no, you're great. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's yeah. it's been good. Quality, quality vocals all around. <laughs> Thank you guys. This was an this. honor. This yeah. is an honor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll see y'all later. Okay, we're back. And that was really great. Um talking to yeah. Run Too Hard. I mean this is another great conversation. Yeah, listen, I enjoy I enjoy the both of them. I think they have really, really good intentional energy, and we have mm-hmm. got the opportunity to um, uh, have a bit of a spotlight on them because I think what they what they're doing we run too hard, and who they are as people is going to bring like such a great 
great feel to the Run Club community. And mm-hmm. I, I'm always just interested in and uh, athletes from other sports just really, really like kind of getting into running and stuff like that, like their relationships with the sport. Yeah. Uh, because it, it is, it is, they spend most of their life looking at it as punishment, but to like now get a sense of joy from it, yeah. I think is awesome. But then I also believe that like being, that also creates an access point of entry for other people to get into running because now other people who were not runners in high schools get to see themselves in Breck and say yeah I was a hooper you know yep. what I'm saying like you know like maybe I can get into running and stuff like that or like Raymond you know who I shit sound like an all-american athlete you feel me you know like able to see themselves in him mm-hmm. and then come into the sport of running because I think these are also excuses that a lot of people use to not get into running. It's like, no, nah, I don't do that. Like, I, I played this, or I did that. And it's like, no, nah, you built for this. Like, let's go. Like, you ready. So I think that's just awesome. Awesome for people to hear from runners like them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's, what's, well, what, what's well, going on? No, no, no. I'm asking. Hey, I'm starting up. this this time. Let's, let me do this, Ian. Let me okay. do it. So, Ian, yeah, what what's going on? What what well, you got? You know, what do you got happening over there in Chicago? I've I've made choices, you know. I've, choices? I've cut my hair off. I'm going with a stash for yeah. a while. The fact that I haven't commented on your mustache yet, because immediately <laughs> when I got on Zoom, I was like, oh. And then, like five minutes into the conversation, I think I just got used to it. But I definitely had a, a moment. It looks like your whole face is fresh. Did you also like trim up your eyebrows? Like you look like you're, you no, look. No, these eyebrows that, that I've had. For they're always like that? Years. Okay. Yes. My mama gave me these. Thank you. Thank you. They're well shaved. No, I mean, I, it's the haircut. Like, look I, at that lineup. months without haircuts. And I think when I get one, it just changes the whole situation. And people are like, Damn, what's the whole ass nigga under there? Right, like I see your whole head. <laughs> it look good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But uh, it's the stash. This is this is a lifestyle change. The mustache is a lifestyle change. Like, I, yeah, I kind of let the beard kind of scruff up a little bit. But tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna shave it, get it nice and clean again. The mustache is a lifestyle change. Sometimes I just need to see somebody different in the mirror. You know, like sometimes I'm tired of the person looking back at me and I just need, you know, I just need to spend time with somebody new. <laughs> okay, so the cut, the ha- the haircut is giving Ian, the stash is giving Gonzalez. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I I'm mean, seeing the mixture you know, of, you know, like it's there. It's yeah, I'm seeing all parts of you. Mm, yes, 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 yeah. yes. My barber name is Abdul. Oh, my yeah. dad's name is Javier. <laughs> That's where we are right now. But it, it feels good. This is definitely though a like. This is a mustache is a lifestyle. Like I'm not doing the whole like design and stuff, but like this is definitely. Like, I'm gonna get roasted for a few weeks. People are going to <laughs> then begin to buy into it. Like. Karen said, "I look, I look like an, a detective from the '80s, guess, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you're the one doing your haircuts. I'm assuming. 
No, no, I had to go to a barber. Like, and they did your. It, you said I want my hair like this, and I get leave the mustache. Yeah. Oh, this part I'm doing. Oh, okay. Okay. This I'm doing. This is okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is all. Um, the up top. Nah, that's my body. I can't, I can't do the line and like got it, got well, it. So I gotta go. I gotta get a professional. But I so, also okay. feel like I also feel like man, this is just like just as running goes. Like what we in like midweek of February, like week of Valentine's. I think this episode is coming out. I don't know, but like mm-hmm. all I know is like this last week of run has been awesome like so i've been mm-hmm. saying on instagram i've been doing zone two training my dumb ass is actually zone three i have not been in zone two that's like ridiculously slow but uh zone three is threshold right no it's, that is, there's zone one zone so, two zone three zone four so zone one is warm up zone two is easy and then zone three is where i build uh aerobic conditioning yeah. and then zone four is like threshold that's what yeah, I, yeah. See, I, I knew like, I yeah. was like one off. Like I was listening to the podcast the yeah. other day and I was like, zone, that aerobic is like one zone up. It's not zone yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, as I was, as like, it's on my garment. It's weird. But either way, like running at my easy pace. Okay. Yeah, at my yeah. conversation pace. Doing my easy runs, doing my warm ups, doing my cool downs mm-hmm. has really, really shown its benefits here recently and i remember karen i mean coach robin saying to karen i don't remember if i heard this through karen or directly from coach robin but it's like (laughs) you feel the benefits of your training like three four weeks later and stuff like that whatever you're doing right now you will feel the benefits of it three to four weeks yeah okay yeah I, i feel like i really 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 got into a really i've created like a direction and a plan and a goal Okay. around Christmas, top of January is really just started executing it. And I've been staying true to that. Like there's been runs and times where I want to like catch up with Karen and run with her. Or like, I just feel like, Ooh, she's like two blocks away from me. Like I don't want to do it by myself. You know? Yeah. Like sometimes she pick it up at the end of her run. And so usually it's like <laughs> half a block for a majority of run. But by the time we get into like the last third of the run, she can't, she can't, Kill the resist to go fast. And she's like, okay, bye bye. And the next thing I know, like, she like literally two blocks ahead of me. You know, she like this big in my view. But I'm just like, let me stay here. Let me do this. And this last week, and I mean like literally, like in real time, I have my pace has gotten faster during these easy runs while my heart rate has stayed in that chill zone. Wow. I'm like, fucking yes. Okay. Let's go. That makes the that makes the speed workouts easier and stuff like that. Cause I'm still doing my speed. I'm not changing my paces or anything like that. But I will say my easy runs were like maybe 20 to 40 minutes slower than mm-hmm. probably what than what my easy pace actually is. Mm-hmm. But I was still doing my speed workouts in at the training pace that I am in right now. I just know mm-hmm. it took a minute. It's gonna take a minute to build up my endurance. But now I'm here. Now right. I have arrived. You know, and now you have, have arrived. What, right. Now we have what I like to call a decent base. Okay. You feel me? Okay. And we only in February. Uh-huh. Like that's that's why I'm so excited about this. Like this is I feel like this is going to come maybe after 
speed project like March. No, mm-hmm. we are in February right now. I have 12 more months. I have 10 more months of running. You know, eight if you talk about a, a, a fall marathon and stuff like that. I am primed to PR the fuck out of a fall marathon right now is what I feel like. <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I mentioned that I've been listening to it. Uh, 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 Huberman that, like, podcast, that three like hour that. podcast thing, gee, but like, oh my god, uh, yeah. uh, let, hold on, let me let me get fans' name. The guy, I mean, I technically show. listen to three hour podcasts too. I mean, yeah. not technically, I do, I because I, I listen to um, Feel Better Live More with Dr. Oh. Ratanchowski, or what is his name? I can't know. I always broke I've heard of, I his shit is intelligent. Okay. Yeah, it's intelligent. I love yeah. it. I love it. So <laughs> the, I was just he's speaking to Dr. Andy Galfin. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, you know, <clears throat> like, even though they really delve deep into like the science and some of like the biological talk of some of this shit, mm-hmm. what I really took from like the last episode I listened to was like, guess what? It's like, unless it's like some bad diet or some extreme situation that you're doing, all of these, like we always talking about, oh, zone two training works, running by pace, running by field, doing this type of speed workout, doing all of that. Yes, all of it is accurate. It it is really no difference to the benefits of any of them. It's, the thing is just finding out which one works for you Yeah, doing it at a level of consistency and intention with the plan and you'll see benefits all like all of this shit like a lot of a lot of us as runners who've been training for a while read things we have different methodologies all of them probably all of them do work they've been yeah. tested they've been proven to work but mm-hmm. which one are you gonna stay committed to which and one works for you you know like yeah. and also just going into these things with like a a measurable, reasonable goal and a plan. Mm-hmm. You will see incremental incremental changes and growth in yeah. whatever it is you're doing. And that's just what I'm focused on. I was laying in a bed the other night. Karen was rubbing on my stomach. She's like, baby, I think you're losing weight. I'm like, ah! that is that all I wanted to hear? Ever? Yes, exactly. Yes. 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 Look yes. at you. Yes. And it's because I have a plan. And I'm Talk to me nice. Plan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So that's that's just how I that's just how I feel right now. Running is going well. I love uh-huh. it. I am I I am not where I want to be as far as mileage goes, but mm-hmm. I feel good in my conditioning and I feel ready for the speed project. It's it's exciting, you know what I'm saying? Like just 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 like just a whole lot of lifestyle growth coming from over here. I've had to make some some tough decisions in my personal mm-hmm. life. I know mm-hmm. I'm going on for a while. I'm sorry. No, this, I please. I'm like, please. I have finished this Your coffee. coffee yeah, no, episode. keep it, keep it going. But, like I had to make some like tough personal choices as an entrepreneur in these last few weeks and stuff like that. But I've gotten to a point right now where I feel really good and solid in those decisions. And um you know, just having a pivot. Like last time I wanted to store something, I wanted to continue to grow and continue to be in existence and stuff like that. And I'm at my benchmark that I set before I opened this. I'm at my two and a half, three year mark. And I'm realizing that like I need to pivot just a little bit so I can 
be sustainable in my personal life, but then also give my business the space it needs to grow. And so like currently, like I'm taking like this Google certification class for like project management uh, because unfortunately your boy got to get a J-O-B for a little while, you know what I'm saying? For actually longer than a little while. Um, You know, which is not something I necessarily want to do, but I'm realizing um, because I know this, this, we haven't really talked about like uh, outside of running for a little while, our personal growth, but like, and that's what kind of where we started, which is why I want to share this, is when mm-hmm. we started this podcast, it wasn't just about our journey of running, but just also our journey at, as runners and entrepreneurs, you know, living our daily lives with our partners, running our businesses, but then also like how do we balance that with our desire to be an athlete and a run club leader and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming back to that essential part of our podcast. It's like, this is, this is the realness. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is what is necessary. I have to change the way that I'm approaching my business in order for it to be successful because there's two parts that I feel like, um, put my business at a disadvantage right now. Um, the first one I won't speak on too much, uh, but the second one I feel like is, my personal expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Me needing to live, pay yeah. bills, buy groceries, take care of my children. Like I'm living off my business every single day. But the more that I'm pulling from this revenue, the less that I have to reinvest into the business, right? Mm-hmm. So there becomes this money management issue that it at, that creates a lot of friction, especially if you're operating from a place of of not having, you know, access to capital mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. as as i do you know um not just as a black man but as a black man coming into entrepreneurship in a financial situation that i do so taking a step back from that and be like okay i need to remove my personal expenses from the equation of my business right i feel like doing so would allow me to be able to invest more into the business with with this own revenue but then also I no longer have to be operating from a sense of survival and I get to then change the focus on the business being able to support itself and maybe support one or two employees. Mm-hmm. But the goal for these last two and a half years was to get the business to a point where it can support me. And it has supported me. Maybe not to the most optimal standards, but it has given me an opportunity to live and do things and take care of my children yes. and stuff like that. But let's remove that because right now what I need is another person there for me to be able to go operate, me be able to go yeah. and grow the business and stuff like Because right now I'm operating. And, and yep. you, you, you can't operate and grow. Like Kanye said uh, a long time ago before he went off the deep end, like when I'm going to learn how to cut fabrics at Louis Vuitton, like I'm not spending time rapping. So my lyrics take a hit. Like I can't do both things at the same time. Yeah. And so... Um, I mean, six in one hand, half a dozen in another. Am I adding another responsibility with getting a job that will have me dividing that time pie up even more? Yes. But in the long run, it'll give my business more space to breathe. And that's how I kind of feel right now. We got to pivot. We got to do things to entrepreneur. Yeah. I also, I've heard you say that saying so many times, but this is the first time it really like resonated with me. What? The six in one hand, half a half a dozen in the other. 
Oh. Because <laughs> I've always been like, what? <laughs> and like, because it's very abstract, but it it's like, yeah. I yeah, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, but I understand now. Yeah, yeah. I, and I got it from my grandmother, but it's just like, yeah. you know, like it's 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 the same thing coming from both sides. You know? Yeah. It's like you, you don't have greater in this decision or greater in that choice. It's just like, it's, this is just what you have and this is what you have to deal with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like catch 22, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I love it. That's where I am. Like I feel like I'm 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 hitting my stride. So I feel like also in the last five years, I have gained as a run club leader and a business owner, I've gained so many skills, so many tangible skills that I'm able to really lean on. And I'm really like narrowing down to this project management role. Um, maybe doing like some contract work or something like that, or maybe getting a full-time position somewhere at a company, but like I have realized I find the greatest uh, enjoyment from collaborating with the with diverse groups of people, and I don't mean just like sexual orientation or cultural background, but just like thinkers. You know what I'm saying? Being able to collaborate with people and facilitate a project or a team from like a leadership role and things like that is mm-hmm. it's just is the most fun I have with any one of these roles that I'm currently have in my life. This is yeah. Because as you know, like being with people, championing them, celebrating them, helping them achieve a common goal. It's like what I love to do in this space mm-hmm. anyway and stuff like that. That's why I'm doing announcing and crowd work and stuff like that. Like these are just all echoes of this, this same passion, whether it's project management, race announcing, podcasting, sharing people on at our uh, at our chair sections. And so they just all echoes of this one passion to figure out how to capitalize on that in a way that allows me to buy more things and take care of my children is awesome. I feel that. But that's me in a nutshell, man. That's my fucking week. It's a very dense week. It's been a very dense week. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot going on. I'm... I am, um, I'm tired. Um, (laughs) a little tired. I am, uh, I'm, I'm at a, I've hit another valley in my marathon training. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm like debating on if I want to do my long run this week. Cause it's, we're, it's, it's cause next week we're doing 20 to 24 and this week it's 15 with track work out a track uh like 1k's or it will either be a 1k or mile repeats after the 15 mile run on the track wow say fuck a stride we're doing a track workout <laughs> you know they just do it different out here um That's so weird. yeah um yeah it's kind of my my shins are really messing with me right now and i felt really great after my 18 mile run last saturday and i like was just breezing through i was by myself chilling i don't remember if we've if i've talked about that already have i talked about that my 18 mile run mm-hmm. oh i guess since it was last week yeah like i we so one so yeah i've hit a valley valley like physically wise but mentally i feel great like i'm going to yoga 
I'm showing up, I'm in community. I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm fitting in, you know, I, I'm like, I'm finding my stride in everything else, but physically I'm, I've kind of hit another wall. Um, this past weekend I was, you know, running with girl getting crazy. Of course we did our long run and the location was the Hollywood reservoir, which is gorgeous and I was like super hyped about it I was like oh my god because you know we pulled up at 6 30 first of all you said you were gonna make fun of me if I start showing up on weekends at seven o'clock I've been doing seven o'clock all training long and now it's 6 30 all training long <laughs> so every time I'm like Ian is gonna you know I'm like mm-hmm. yeah you can do it if you have if you have a reason to and a pull to do it you'll do it um so we got there early which I mean by the time an hour passed, like people are trying to find parking and like we were there early enough where the parking was like wide open, but especially on a Saturday morning, but it's a, it's a three and a half mile loop okay. and it's up in the Hills. So where the Hollywood sign is, but okay. there's a whole like Lake reservoir. Mm, okay. Which it's like, and I mean, right. I didn't know that either. I'm still very much discovering LA like every week. I'm just like finding something new every, I feel like it's great. And this was like, okay, this is why, cause I've been to the the Hollywood sign and I noticed how a lot of the houses were faced away from the Hollywood sign, like not directly, not like their back was to it, but like if the Hollywood sign is like here, the houses were facing like kitty corner. That, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, why? And I was, and I remember thinking like, why, why is that? But now that I've seen the reservoir, I'm like, oh, they're facing the water and all the wildlife that's around the water. Cause it's fucking gorgeous. And then like looking over the city, um, there's like, and there's, you can't go down into it obviously, but like it's, um, cause they, they have this like huge fence, but they had like, there was deer up there just like chilling, you know, it was, it's like so gorgeous. And so, it was it was also a format that I really was able to like digest mentally um, because you run around like you're running around six times to get to 18. So um, and actually less than that. It was like like maybe five and a half ish. And yeah. um, every time I came around, right, they have a table with like you know, water station, all that stuff. So like, and I had all my stuff and all my goose and all that stuff. So then I was able to like, every time I came around, I was like eating a waffle, drinking water, da, 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 da. Like it was just, and it was perfect. I was fueling perfectly. I had, I took one ibuprofen before, like as I was driving out there. And then I also ate half of an edible. And it was like, Cause a whole edible was 10 milligrams and that's a lot for me. Cause that'll just like, that'll knock me out. And it was, it was 10 <laughs> milligrams of THC and like 20 milligrams of CBG and CBG is like helps with um, pain and inflammation. And so like those things. And so I was like, okay, let's just experiment and see how I was great. I Average like a 936 pace, which is like really good for me. Cause lately I've been doing like 10 plus pace like just gonna keep it real with y'all i'm like i am i'm moving but i'm moving at a little i'm just you know i'm trotting along hey uh just want to keep it a buck so i was like on the trails i feel like you have to run slower on the trail 
Yeah, it's but it's not it's as much as I wish that I could say it was a trail, it's cement. It's oh, it's okay. it's it's like a it's like basically a fire lane. Gotcha. Um yeah, that's and that's what like Runyon Canyon is. Is it's you're basically just walking on the fire lane so that like, you know, up it so um yeah, so like and I had on my uh fly knit, is that what they are? Uh vapor flies. Um, which I, I haven't so, okay. yeah, I was like I've been avoiding running in my vapor flies for a while just because I have gotten hurt running in my vapor flies. Like just like, yeah, you know, so I'm like, maybe it's a they, shoe. They hit, your, they hit your calves and your shins directly. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So see, well, they had the plate in them. Well, I thought it was like great. Like I felt like I was running in a, I, I didn't feel anything. Like I didn't feel anything. And that could have been the THC. It could have been the ibuprofen, but I only took one. It wasn't like I wasn't yeah. trying to numb myself. And then it was like, I, so I like, I didn't, yeah, I was breezing through it. And it's also like the hydration and the fueling, I think also kept yeah. me in like good spirits. And so then I was fine. And then I ran a recovery run on Sunday or Mo- I think it was, I think it was Monday. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck no. I was like, absolutely not. I took Remy with me. We took it slow. I got in a few miles. It was great. But then like ever since that, ever since that recovery run, Mm. I haven't been feeling right. My legs had it. So then I went to Mayo Detox and did some physical therapy. They, I got cupping for the first time. She did some releasing, you know, so there's that, but I, yeah. Do you uh-huh. think you're eating enough protein? I mean, I'm not vegan anymore. I'm I eat eggs every day. I eat turkey bacon. I've been eating chicken. Yesterday I had I went I was like, "Oh my god, I got my nails done yesterday." And then around the corner it was is this like Chinese little situation got the combo with the two with like the rice and the chow mein the the noodles and I got orange chicken and the spicy chicken thing with the jalapeno I was like (laughs) the way she put all this stuff I was like first of all she opened up the the, to-go to container and I was like yeah you know like maybe I'll just do two because I wanted to try the two and she was just like rice noodles and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then the, uh-huh. by the time I got in front of me, I was like, this shit is bussing, like bussing out the, out the frame. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, then, but then I'm like, I'm, so, I was so hungry. So then I just like, Full court vibes. yes, but I was so hungry and they had booths. So I was like, let me just slide into one of these booths and I'll just take a couple bites, smash the whole thing. Oh my God. Whole thing gone. And I got boba tea gone like i i like the way i haven't had orange chicken in years like i don't think you understand because like i've been vegan for what four <laughs> years almost five years i know i haven't had orange chicken in years oh my god as soon as i that shit got to into my mouth i was like it's done like i yeah the noon and the noodles fucking delicious i was like Whoa, yeah. So it's not like I'm not eating. Like I love food. I fucking love food. Like it's like so I don't know. I don't know if that's it. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like maybe it is. Like you, you think I'm not recovering? What, what are you trying to say? I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just wondering if, because I feel like you're doing a lot of recovery activities, but the reason I asked specifically about protein uh-huh. is just because, like, I know we tend to under-eat protein. Like, even me, I'm not vegan, but I'm pretty sure I don't eat enough protein to match out with the amount of activity that I do. Right. Um, and I'm just just wondering if, your body has what it needs to recover and stuff like that. Um, because I feel yeah. like you're doing all of that. You're doing a lot of recovery activities. Yeah. But even still, if like your body doesn't have the building blocks mm-hmm. for the recovery on a biological level, then, you know, how how beneficial? Like, is, mm-hmm. is there a gap in mm-hmm. the recovery? Especially what you're saying, like, you felt good on the run. And then, mm-hmm. like, what, two days later, your shit is hurting. So, like, yeah. where's what's happening? You know, because obviously it isn't the running directly. Well, maybe it isn't running directly, but like two days later, for you to have that level of soreness, when I know you didn't probably had on boots, I know you didn't probably put out the massage gun, you didn't definitely done stretches and all of that stuff. So, then why is it two days later your run is suffering so much and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I think everybody, I think no matter what, I think there will always be gaps in my, in recovery. Like, I don't think anyone is a hundred percent on recovery. I can do better. I probably should have stretched more. I did go to yoga, which was, which was kind of nice, but yeah, like I'm, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's also like, again, I'm trying different things out with my form. It's probably me just trying different things. But I'm also trying to try out different shoes because I want to know what shoes I want to wear at the marathon. Like, and I think that that's part of it. I, and so like, but when, if I'm, but I've been told, like, if you want to do, try new things, you try it while you're training. And so that's what I did. And look at where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I would have probably tried to if you haven't run in vapors before, I probably would have not tried them on a long run, but I ran in them during track workouts though. Oh, oh yeah. Like yeah, okay. all the track workouts, yeah. I'll warm yeah. up in my pegs, switch to the vapor flies, and I do oh, great. Yeah. What I'm saying don't make a difference. What I will say though is if you, even if you play around with your form, I've realized um, that I didn't speak to any cons, like in my week, I've realized that since I've gotten that um form coaching from coach robin and it wasn't like super form or anything she was just at the track when i was in she saw me not running correctly and gave me something to work on which was basically like leaning, leaning. into my run and leaning with your chest. chest yeah right but that i, I use that. that but what i want to say is like i've been doing that but what i've realized is that like my hip flexes uh-huh have been have been very tight I feel it too since I have been doing that and stuff yeah. like that so you could be right like making those adjustments in your form and stuff like that now you're using muscles you haven't normally used because you haven't been running in that way yeah which could be creating additional soreness that you're not necessarily used to right yeah I mean because I heard, because I was listening to you say that last time we talked, and I was like, that is exactly what I don't do. I do not lead with my chest enough. So this whole, that whole long run, 
I was like really focusing on straightening up my back, putting my shoulders like um, back, but also lowering them from my ears, right? Like, and leading with my chest, also lifting up my legs more because I have a tendency to kind of drag. I'm not, you know, like I'm not lifting, I'm not picking up my knees enough and I'm not moving my knees forward enough to make myself more efficient. So yeah, like it's, I feel like my body's kind of in shock um, a little bit. Um, and that's why I'm just like, ah, I just don't want to run. I'm like, I'm, I'm scared to run. It's <laughs> like, cause I don't want to make something worse to the point where I can't run the marathon. And I'm also in this place where I'm like, I am not racing this marathon. I'm doing it for community. I'm doing like, I need to come back to my why and figure out from my why, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. You know, like is and yes. I've I've sh- what? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I've shown up for everything for the most part. Like I've I've missed a couple tracks, but I've only missed track because of my shins. And if I miss track, I go to the gym and I hop on the bike. So like I'm making sure that I'm still running, still working, still raising my heart rate. Like, and um, and I haven't missed one long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing the work. You know, I, yeah, it's like, I'm putting in the work. And so it's just like, I don't, and it, and yes, it's kind of, it's definitely at the point where it's late in training, but it's like, I don't know. I ran 18 miles. Like, like, can I just get a break for like one Saturday and like rest and then like come back and run 20? Like, is that the end of the world? I'm probably going to head up, hit up uh, uh, coach Robin and see. No, like you can have a cutback. Like that's fine. And that's, that's simply cool. I, I did want to say though, like maybe that recovery activity post long run isn't weight bearing. Maybe it's not weight bearing. Maybe it's swimming. Maybe yeah. it's bike. You know, something that to get you up to that that zone three or whatever. Um, yeah. So you can get the benefits of that. But yeah. Weight bearing. Yeah. Like and then secondly, like the answer to your question is yeah. Like I, my goal. Like, you know, when I was talking about, like, I'm not doing all of the speed workouts as part of the CSP. Mm-hmm. Like, I've switched out kind of, like, my tempo for a mid-long run during the week because uh, I just want to increase. I want to focus on increasing the volume and not so much the intensity mm-hmm. uh, for this first quarter of me running this year. And so, uh, but this week, we have a cutback week. So, instead of me doing, I really want to do the tw- a 12-mile run regardless this week but last yeah. week um, I did like a little one to attend just because of the route uh so what I decided to do was this not do that I'm not gonna do that I okay. went on ahead and did the tempo run this week mm-hmm. uh which is four miles of warm-up and cool down I did the tempo and then this week I'm gonna go ahead and do the what the six to eight miles with the strides in there and stuff like that like I'm I'm going to do that because I also did my midweek long run which was about six miles and stuff like that and then the uh, sunday since i'm doing a shorter run i'm gonna go ahead and run the seven miles so that weekend is still kind of technically a long-ish weekend this has a lot of miles that weekend and stuff like that but i'm not piling it all up at one time so like i feel like feel free to do that if it's necessary yeah Right. Because it's like, I also, when I was training for the ultra, um, coach Robin would have me do, would have me break up my long run into a, 
it and, and look at it as a 24, like 12 to 24 hour segment. So I would do a bulk of my long run on Thursday. Then I'd come back and run the rest of it Friday. Yeah. Because yeah. your body can't I, I, tell I, the difference. So yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, you're right. The, mm-hmm. the jump from 18 to 20 is not a big jump. So in between that, if you want to do a shorter long run or or a chill kind of run and stuff like that, just give your body a chance to recover properly. Yeah. That, that won't hurt your training. And but and that's the thing where you know, I'm not as much as I'm an RRCA certified runner, I'm not one, I'm proud of the way that like I've been able to take care of myself and not push myself because it because it like if I didn't have the knowledge of understanding like cut cutback weeks and like you know, even just what I just mentioned about like, you know, breaking up your long run and your body like being kind of like not really knowing the difference and like all those things. It's like that, the information that I've gained one from like coach Robin, from you, from the the RRCA training, from just like running a run club, like all this stuff is helping me understand when I can potentially not show up and not completely be detrimental to my training. You know, like, cause it's like, there wasn't no way I was going to miss last week's 18 mile. Like it's like, cause I knew I was like, that was a fundamental run. Like that needed to happen. And that was part of like that growth. And I, the day before I wasn't feeling a hundred, I was like, I don't know. And I, but then I ended up feeling being okay. But this week I'm, I'm like, okay, if I, they're doing a 20 to 24 mile run next week. Mm. That's the longest, like that's the peak. So it's like, I'm showing up for peak week. Mm-hmm. what yeah. do I need to do this week to make sure that I can yeah. show up and perform? Um, yeah. and, but I will say though, there's, I mean, there's not every runner is like, has that, um, yeah. Access to that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, they have yeah. us. They have us. <laughs> or whatever it's us. worth to them. Um, like subscribe and share. <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause I'm, yeah, I think we'll see. I mean, obviously we'll talk next week and I'll let you know what I end up doing, but yeah, at this point I'm like, can I hit the bike? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, uh, yeah. I was talking to, um, Mariah who leads um, girl getting crazy. She's like, she's like, yeah, I think she's like, I was talking to a coach and she's saying that every four miles on the bike is one mile running. So I'm like, I'm going to do as some more research and like, see, but I'm like, I would also say the intensity of which you're pedaling is also part of that equation, um, which is like we, coach Robin talking about, about that. We're talking about like, as far as like, like impact on your legs, as far as like increasing the strength of your legs, or we talking about cardio. I think endurance. Wise? I think it's endurance. endurance? Okay. Yeah. Cause you're not even putting weight on it. So I think it, it's like the endurance of four miles. Cause the timing I think is what matters. Oh, and then like from coach Robin, she's, she has told me in the past, like, if you're going to hop on the bike, keep your reps per minute over 90. Cause you need to get that heart rate up. So it's like, we're talking. So, cause if you're like in the sixties and you're not even really pushing, then you're not getting the endurance benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so gonna gonna have some conversations and see what I'm gonna do but right now my frame of mind is uh gonna take the weekend off quote unquote still do work active rest 
and um, just try again next week. And um, yeah, I'm going to just try again next week. <laughs> um, yeah. There we go. Yeah. But I, I went to my detox and I got these, um, these wedges for like okay. some exercises to help me train my feet to uh, and this and now we get into the segment Courtney shares um, yeah <laughs> this week <laughs> I'm talking about wedges and uh we have one where like you put because I you know I've talked about how I have short toes um uh-huh. and so Nina at Maya Detox, my physical therapist, she said that, uh, you know, she has me doing this workout where I put my my big toe on this wedge and the rest of my okay. toes are on the ground. So you're just putting your big toe like here. And then okay. this goes like on the outside of the back of your foot just to like keep okay. it from like falling over, like just on the side though. And you're like, and you're doing lunges forward, but you're keeping your back foot back heel on the ground. And then uh, my toes start to grip the ground um, and it's starting to train them into that like action. Um, okay. So yeah, just, you know, for those out there uh, that are, um, that got short toes like me. They got short toes. You know, that's a good one. Also this too, it comes with a bigger one. And this is just really great for a, um, a calf stretch. You know, just put okay. your foot on there and lean forward. That. Like it, it really gets it. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I, it has this rocker thing uh-huh. that you put your foot on. Oh, yes. Rock it back. I've used Ooh, it. I, I've been, I want it so bad. Like I need to get one from this man. It's yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I feel like cap, yeah. Um, underrated. I think, um, oh, also I put in an order for the slingback. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah, yeah. I was up late last night and I thought about it and I was like, come on, let me go just cop this real quick. <laughs> Cause I think <laughs> I'm gonna run the marathon with it. And put Ooh, all my okay. all of my um like nutrition in it. If I'm like just to keep it on me, if I like it enough, if I like running with it enough and it doesn't feel like a whole lot, I think I would prefer to have that than something around my waist. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bounce, the bounce around the race is uh, is is not nice. The only the only company that I found has little to no bounce as far as belts go. Yeah, is spy belts. I do carry that in the store. Yeah. But the only reason I discovered them is because they they uh they reached out to be in the store, and it's a black woman that owns the brand. Yeah, we had that um, her on the but, on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I all have the other that belts, like it's. Just, too much fucking bounce. The thing about spy belt though is that it's um, it almost works too well for me and my phone like I it takes me forever to like whip it around, take my phone out and then putting when I put my phone back it, it also doesn't have a lot of space for anything else. Like sometimes I want yeah. my cha- I can't there's no way I'm running with my chapstick with a spy belt. Like it's either it's my phone and nothing else and then like I can I don't even I don't even really feel like I can fit a gel in there because if I need, I feel like if I take one thing out, everything else will fall out because it's so compact. And that's not even, that's not even just spot belt. That's just running belts, period. But the Nike one, I have a Nike one that doesn't do that. Well, well, no, 
the flap. It's a flap. Yeah. But it's great. And the thing is it like the flap is great because then you're not unzipping. It just opens up and there's, and then they, not only is it, it's got a main compartment and then it's got two tiny compartments on either side of that main compartment where I can put my chapstick, I can put my goo and I don't have to worry about it when I'm taking my phone out because I want to get content while I'm running. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I like that. I like that. But with the John G joint, I will say, uh the sling bag i like having th- things on this part just feels easy to carry it frees my hips up yeah and stuff like that and i can fit so much shit in there and i don't feel the weight because it's like right on, on my your back. back yeah um i will say as far as the phone goes and stuff like that clip unclipping it and swinging around is awesome but sometimes when you run and you turn it back around like it it takes it it takes some getting used to to know the placement where the the little strap to bring back around. Like yeah. the first few times that I did it, trying to find where the strap <laughs> was like a little weird at first. But then yeah. after after like four runs or so, like I was just like doing it a few times. Like, oh no, I know that motherfucker at. just click. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Click, and now let's it's no go. bounce again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean that's that's I'm excited to get my my sling back and rep last lap in LA. Hey, 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 hey. I so. love it. I appreciate it. But listen, I gotta get August. Mm-hmm. It's my weekend. Mm-hmm. August. I miss him. It's mm. awesome. He told me he's gonna show me his ninjas today. Okay. Which I'm really excited about. Um, which I'm also excited because he uh he was recommended for speech therapy. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. I guess mm-hmm. at his age, there's certain syllables and words he should be able to say that he just kind of like mm-hmm. not not you know there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which the person who was screening him, she was like super awesome because I was like, we talk to folks like we use like big words, little words that like we have for, and he talks like anybody who's met August knows they're in for a conversation with him. So he oh, yeah. gets a lot of vocabulary and a lot of experience with conversations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, um, but she was just like, this is not an environmental thing. It's just sometimes kids just have these things, you mm-hmm. know, little quirks and stuff. Like a but speech impediment to in, or something. Uh, right, 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 yeah. right. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see his process with him mm-hmm. and just to see what comes out of it because fam has had things to say since day one, and if he can <laughs> articulate them more, clearly, even better, just, yeah. I am just like wondering what is going to come out of this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How life changing is this going to be? For right. The both of us? Right. He's going to turn funny. into like a little TI. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is another episode of the Runners Club podcast. Yeah, it's been one. I appreciate y'all. Listen, if you're training for a early spring, late winter race, you are yeah. a fucking real one. This is not for the faint of heart. No. Training through the summer for a fall race is easy as fuck. Running yeah. in December and Jesus January Christ. and February is not. So if you are out there doing this right now, you deserve a standing ovation. Okay? Like you You are deserve a vacation. A a weekender. Yes, you do. Yeah. You deserve a spring break after said race. <laughs> Find you a spring break. 
and enjoy it. Yeah. Keep yeah. getting these mouths, y'all. Love you. Peace.